0: Dr. Leckie I would invite you to take the Lord's Word today and turn to the Gospel of John the Gospel of John chapter number 20 verses 19 through 23 the Gospel of John chapter number 20 verses 19 through 23 it is my joy to be back in the Gospel of John with you and we are picking up after the resurrection to speak this morning about peace specifically peace be with you. In a time of fear, in a time of not really knowing what's going on in the world, the message of peace, the message of Jesus, is one for our hearts. So this morning, the word of our Lord says this is after the resurrection, after Peter and John have run to the tomb to see. If it was Jesus was there, this is after Mary Magdalene has seen Jesus in person. Verse 19, on the evening of that day, the first day of the week, still that resurrection Sunday, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, peace be with you. When he said this, he showed them his hands and his side, of course, the nail marks and the spear mark in his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. As the father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. Our main statement this morning is this Be at peace. Be at peace. Jesus has really and truly overcome the world. Be at peace. Jesus really has overcome the world. Earlier in John in chapter 16, verse 33, we read this verse many months ago. Jesus speaking to his disciples, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. Pause this for just a moment. Where is the peace found? That in me, not in this world, not in your family, not amongst your friends, not even amongst, you fill in the blank, peace in me, peace in me. I have said these things to you that you may have peace, that in me you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. What does that mean? Trouble. Jesus is spelling it out. Peace in me, you have peace. Peace. In the world, it's going to be hard, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Let's talk about peace this morning. Well, in order to understand peace, you have to talk about its opposite, which is fear. Fear. We all understand what fear is, and fear can quickly overpower us. Fear can quickly overpower us. Keep in mind that we are talking this morning about the heroes of the Christian faith. We are talking about St. Peter, St. John, St. James, St. all of them. These are the heroes and the pillars of the Christian faith. And these are now witnesses of the testimony of Mary Magdalene having seen Jesus alive and are witnesses of the empty tomb and are still, even though they have all of this evidence in front of them, Overcome with fear. We're often very difficult on doubting Thomas, and we're going to talk about him in a couple of weeks, but we're very difficult on Thomas saying, Well, he didn't believe until they saw. None of them believed until they saw, with the exception of the disciple whom Jesus loved when he went to the tomb, it said he saw and believed. They were overcome by fear. Fear can quickly overpower us the disciples were afraid the disciples were afraid afraid of who well we're going to look at it more later in the message but afraid of the jews now this is not a a racial comment this is rather a comment referring to the jewish religious leaders a specific sect of jews who were in authority who had become very corrupt and power hungry and they were the ones that put jesus to death And these were the men that the disciples were afraid of. These men had so much power. With a snap of their fingers, they could order the arrest. It's now in the end. Look, in the evening of the day. In the evening of a day. Listen, we know about post-traumatic stress. If you have enough bad things happen at night, you start to get afraid of the dark. And we're going to talk about that too here in a little bit. But so many bad things had happened recently at night for the disciples. Jesus was arrested at night. He was put on trial at night. And now here they are hiding. Jesus was buried in the night. They are now hiding from the Jews at night. The disciples were afraid. Notice that the disciples had been told of the empty tomb and were still afraid. There's something here for us because sometimes when we're afraid, sometimes a quick little quip, well, we know Jesus is alive. Well, I know. But I still am really overcome with fear. Friends, if the disciples can be aware of the empty tomb and still be afraid of what's going on, don't you think you and I can? And that just a little quip of, well, you know Jesus loves you. Well, you know Jesus is alive and all those things are true and ultimately they're all that matters. But when you're afraid... You're afraid. Oh my goodness. Just a little information here and there is not going to dull the fear. The disciples were afraid. The disciples had been told of the empty tomb and were still afraid. Also, the disciples had held the grave clothes of Jesus and were still afraid. John had seen the grave clothes. Peter was there. He had seen the grave clothes. And Peter, he is still afraid. He has the evidence in his hands that Jesus is alive. They have the testimony of Mary Magdalene that Jesus is alive and all is well. And it happened exactly as Jesus said it was going to happen. And they're still afraid. Friends, if they're allowed to be afraid, if they can be afraid, don't you think that you and I can get that way? Friends, regardless of how long you have walked, with Jesus sometimes there is not enough evidence in the world to persuade you he really is there if you've been there i've been there The disciples have been there. Don't think that somehow walking with Jesus and knowing him and loving him and being loved by him means that you have to untether yourself from reality and that you're never afraid anymore and you never have doubts or never have questions. They had doubts. They had questions. They had fears. Now we know from 2 Timothy 1.7 that God's not given us a spirit of fear but one of power, love, and sound mind. But sometimes our fears get the best of us. And if it can happen to them, it can happen to you. And friends, how could you not be afraid in times such as we live in right now? I mean, we're waiting for the announcement of, I mean, another variant, why not? Or whatever it is, some terrible thing that's going to encompass the world, some invasion on the other side of the world. All this, the riots are going to break out in the streets because of recent court announcements and things like that. All of this and the, the media, and it's not just... Um, uh mainstream media, it's, it's like social media, it's even people putting out stuff. We are trying to scare each other to death. You want to know why people scare you? You want to know why? Here's the bottom line. If you can scare somebody, you can control them. If you can scare somebody, you can control them. because if someone's at peace, you have no control over their lives. But if they're afraid, they will do whatever you want them to do. Friends, regardless of how long you have walked with Jesus, sometimes there's not enough evidence in the world to persuade you. He really is there. Friends, fear can quickly overpower any of us. It can quickly overpower any of us. And for some of us, good reasons. Because we've been hurt in the past and we think, oh, it can happen again. Moving on. Fear comes in many Packages fear comes in many Packages notice that the disciples were afraid of the unknown They had no idea what was going to happen notice what the scripture says the doors were locked and They are in the room together They have no idea what is going to happen. There is the fear of the unknown And some of us get overcome by that fear. In fact, some of us are so used to being afraid and so used to worrying that by walking out the door, something terrible is going to happen. To have a day of peace would ruin our lives because we're so used to being afraid. But having peace is being able to embrace it even though you know life is hard. It's Mother's Day, so I'll talk about my children and my, and my wife. It, it's just a, a sweet thing that happened this week. My daughter, Lucy, was bringing her home on Thursday from the house, and there's some candy. I don't really know where it came from, but somebody brought some candy home to our house, and Andrea's been allowing them to have a couple of pieces of candy each day. And on the way home, she told me, this is just me and Lucy in the car, she said, hey, Dad, um, I want some candy when I get home. And uh, Mama Mama, you know, has that candy up there and I want some. I said, well, well, OK, well, we'll ask her when we get home if we can have some candy. She said, well, she's going to say no. (laughs) She said she's going to say no. And she said, because she's going to say no, Lucy, you cannot have candy. It makes you sick. And then she said, but dad, I like being sick. At some point, we just have to embrace that, hey, it could happen. Something bad can happen. Eat your candy. Friends, at some point, we have to just embrace we live in this world. Bad things can happen, okay? But the Lord has called us to be at peace, and it's what he offers. The disciples were afraid of the unknown. The disciples were also afraid of the dark. The disciples were afraid of the dark. I was never afraid of the dark as a child, but after my son died, there was a season there because all of that happened at dark. The dark really, really bothered me and still does to me occasionally. The disciples, again, this is not just my words. Every commentary I looked at this week talked about the fear of darkness because John emphasizes that this took place during the evening. Here we are in the dark again. Also, the disciples were afraid of the powers of the day, the powers of the day. We've already mentioned them. These would be the Jewish leaders. Again, this is not a racial comment. This is rather a corruption comment. These men had become corrupt and their families had become corrupt and were trying to control the situation and put Jesus to death, and they were afraid of these all-powerful Power behind the throne. These unknown, you know, the secret Jewish cabal in Israel in the first century or whatever. Friends, oh my goodness. Every age has endured. There is always this belief that there's a handful of men and women pulling the strings and controlling us all. And even now as I say that, some of you are saying, but man, it's true. It may be, but guess what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because one of the most comforting stories to read is daniel chapter 4 when nebuchadnezzar is dethroned after being the most powerful man in the world and he reminds us in his testimony the lord sets up kings and takes down kings he puts people on the throne and puts people in power whomever he wishes to have it and nobody has any authority except for the authority which has been entrusted them by god whether they acknowledge it or not friend the disciples were afraid of the powers of the day. Now, I'm not diminishing that at times. I don't get fearful of the way things head at times or fear of authority or things like that. Again, I'm just human just like you. The disciples were afraid of the powers of the day, and if they can be afraid of that at times, certainly can, you can. Also, the disciples were just afraid of the chaos. Afraid of the chaos. Their leader, okay? Their leader has just been crucified. He had this wonderful ministry of preaching and healing and ministry to the poor. And now everything comes crashing down. And they crucified Jesus. If they're going to crucify Jesus, they're going to crucify anybody. They were fearful of the chaos. Fearful of the dark. Which leads me to the final thing. This is where Jesus meets them. In the middle of their fear look with me at that verse 19 the latter half Jesus came and stood among them and said to them peace be with you when he said this he showed them his hands and his side then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord and I love this Jesus said to them again peace be with you Jesus meets them in the middle of their fear not in some peaceful pasture in the countryside but in the locked room with the lights out and the windows shuttered Jesus meets them right there in the middle of their fear Their fear of the unknown, of the dark, the powers of the day, the chaos, and all the horrible things that can happen when you walk out your front door. Jesus shows up in the middle and says, Hey, everybody, peace be with you. This is our Lord. Jesus brings peace with his appearance. He brings peace with his appearance because notice what the scripture says. It says, after he said, peace be with you the first time, when he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Why is that significant? Because they're afraid of the Jews, of what the Jews did to Jesus. Jesus is now showing them. Look what they did to me. I'm right here before you. The world did its worst to me, and I'm right here before you. His appearance brought them peace with all the horrors they saw Jesus endure. Jesus is standing right before them as an example that in this world you will have trouble. But take heart. Jesus has overcome the world friends if his scars have been redeemed and his troubles had been redeemed why is he showing them to his disciples he is saying to them you're afraid of what this group can do to you don't be afraid they did the worst to me and here I stand before you look at me I'm whole peace be you With you. Jesus brings peace with his appearance. Also, he incites faith with his presence. Notice what the scripture says again in verse 20. When he had said this, he showed them his hands inside. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Something began to happen inside of them. Some faith, belief, and assurance that Maybe we are going to be okay. Jesus incites faith with his presence. Friends, peace is not found in practicality. Friends, we all know how this works. Peace through practicality works like this. Well, nobody's going to be living forever. Eventually, something's going to get you, so get up and get out and get after it. That's the advice you give to somebody at lunch. When they're in the storm and you're not. Because you're not under the pressure they're under. And when they say, gosh, I'm just so paralyzed. I'm worried about my marriage. I'm worried about my health. I'm worried about my kids. I'm worried about this. I'm worried about my job. I'm worried about the country. Blah, 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 blah. And you're fine. And you say, listen, nobody's getting out of here alive. Just suck it up. Just deal with it. It's going to be fine. That's what you say when you're oblivious. Okay. Because nobody under the pressure of genuine fear would simply be able to sweep it away as, you know what, something's going to eventually get you. It doesn't work that way. Friends, the peace that Jesus gives is not, hey, look, they killed me, I'm okay, they're going to kill you, you're going to be okay. No, it is not that. It's not peace through practicality. It's peace through presence. It is, I am right here with you and they've done their worst to me, and I'm not going to leave you. It's peace through presence. And also, Jesus grants authority through his spirit. He grants authority to his spirit. He makes them ministers of peace. Right after he says to them a second time, peace be with you jesus said to them again peace be with you as the father has sent me even so i am sending you to be a minister of peace you want to stand out in this world and be different than everybody else in the world you be at peace because this whole world is afraid you be a peacemaker Be at peace with your brother. Be at peace with your family. Be at peace with your church. Most importantly, be at peace with God because of what Jesus has done and you will shine like stars in this generation of fear. Jesus makes them ministers of peace. This is why we still sing hymns like we sang this morning. Horatio G. Spafford's It Is Well With My Soul, he wrote it. Many of you know the story. I don't have time to tell it. He endured unspeakable tragedy, losing his daughters, losing his business, and then ultimately only having his wife being reunited with them after a horrible shipwreck that claimed the lives with his daughters. This is the man that wrote, When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, so on and so forth. I'm on so much... Medicine these days, I don't need to be quoting hymns, but um, I'm going to make a fool out of myself. It's a really good song, okay? And it's beautiful. But anyway, I'm telling you, how can it be well with your soul in the middle of all of it? Practicality? You think Orishio G. Spafford said, well, you know what? I lost kids, other people lose kids. You know, it's just part of it. I can always have some more. Do you think that kind of attitude is what brings peace? Course not you can't find peace through practicality you find peace through presence that knowing jesus is right there in the middle of it jesus grants authority through his spirit that we might go and be ministers of his peace and then he reassures us with the tenderness of his commission notice right after he tells them to be ministers of his peace and now he's sending them out he, It says, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold the forgiveness of any, it is withheld. Literally, they are going to be Jesus to the world, taking the gospel to the world, that if you'll accept Christ, your sins are forgiven and you can be made right with God. But here's what's amazing. Now, you've got to understand, I've been Southern Baptist my whole life. I love Southern Baptist. I don't want to be anything else. But one of the things that I've noticed that sometimes we get this way, we can get just a little harsh when it comes to sending people on mission for God. And it typically goes like this. Do you know everything that Jesus did for you? Think about all he's done for you and you can be so selfish and stay there and live your life the way it is. Friend, you've got to get out and do something for the cross. He paid it all for you. You get out and you get busy. You finish the job. How many of you have heard messages like that? I've heard them all my life, all right? And if you haven't, Blessed are you, okay? <laughs> That's not the commission Jesus gives. He doesn't give the commission saying, Get out and get busy and get after it. What are you thinking? You're wasting time. Seize the day. No, He doesn't do any of that. He just says, Be at peace, folks. Be at peace, fellas. I'm with you. Now go and take that peace to the world. The tenderness. No wonder so often people don't buy what we're selling. We're not selling peace, we're selling fear. Friend, Jesus came to bring peace. And if you are in him, friend, you can be at peace. You can be at peace. Even if the world around you is falling apart. This is the peace that Jesus brings. One that is not dependent upon health. One that is not dependent upon agreement with relatives. One that is not dependent upon job, income. One that is not dependent upon any of that. A peace that comes through presence. That says whether it's like the sorrows like sea billows roll. Or it's in the brightest days of sunshine. You can say because of Jesus, it's well with my soul. May God's peace be with you today. If you don't know his peace, you can. If you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you can come to him as your Lord of peace and say, Lord, I'm just tired of all the trouble. Lord, I want to turn from my sin and trust you as my Lord and Savior. Maybe you're a Christian here today and yes you belong to him but you are not at peace you're in good company you're sitting right next to saint peter and saint john and if they can be worried you can be worried friends let the presence of the lord bring your worried heart peace today let's pray heavenly father we thank you so much lord i pray that the Holy Spirit would step into our hearts right now and you would speak to us. Peace be with you. Whatever locked room we are in, afraid of whatever it is that's out there, let us hear you say, peace be with you. And again you say it, peace be with you. And then, Lord, may we take that peace and bless those around us. Lord, I pray for my brothers and my sisters, my friends. Will you minister to them your peace that passes every thought today, that regardless of what's going on around them, it may be well with their soul. For anyone here that doesn't know you, Lord, I pray today they would come and speak to one of our ministers and say, I want to trust the Lord Jesus today as my savior lord for those who feel that lord is calling them to be you are calling them to be members of this church i pray lord today they would come and speak to one of our ministers and say listen i come in peace i want to be a part of this fellowship of peace lord also for those of us who are just burdened with fear i pray as we worship we would be comforted by your peace for it's in the name of jesus i pray Amen.